Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson, and with me today is Brian Maltese, one of Blue Margins Consultants. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brick. Thanks for having me. You bet. What are we going to be talking about today, Brian? So today I want to talk about uh, manual reporting and uh, some of the some of the problems that that causes at your typical mid-market company um, and some of the opportunities that they might be missing out on with automated reporting. Okay, yeah. And I think, you know, one of the biggest uh, impacts of manual reporting is that it causes reporting to be delayed. I mean, just by its nature, you have a business analyst that needs to go and usually pull some data, put it into Excel, you know, often then put it into a PowerPoint or something for distribution. Um, so there are people waiting for the report. And, and there's real impact to not being able to have reporting at your fingertips. Exactly. So... Let me just kind of play the typical scenario and define what manual reporting is. So um, very often I'll be approached by a CFO of a mid-market company, sometimes PE-backed, sometimes private. Um, and they come to me saying, look, I'm spending 20 hours of my month at least uh, just on reporting. I don't have that kind of time. And I also know that my data can be put to work to me somehow, but I don't quite understand what that means. And typically, like you alluded to already, uh, what they're doing is they have these great data sources in place, right? They've invested significant money in good ERPs, data sources, but they are still forced to go around at the end of the month gather that data, import it into Excel to manipulate it. You can't do a uh, drill down because these visuals that you that you produce from Excel, they're not interactive. They're not real time. So to show um, uh, every derivation of that data, you're forced to produce a new visual, put it in PowerPoint, and then present it. Yeah, that's right. When I think about the impact of that, I mean, if you only had to do that once a year, okay, so what? Right. Or even once a quarter. Um, but as a you know, as a person running our, our business, the impact of getting a having a delay between when something happens and when I can see reporting that tells me what happened uh, can be huge. Now, sometimes it doesn't matter. You've got. Business running is normal. Everything is going smoothly. Okay. It, it's maybe not so important that you see what happened yesterday or how we're doing month to date or week to date, something like that. Um, but that can also kind of lull you into a false sense of security. And you may not realize that things are dropping off or there are problem areas. And when you can get reporting automated so that you've got a data warehouse or a data mart and let's say some Power BI reports built off of that, you can now see how it's going up to the hour or up to the day and make decisions and take actions a lot more quickly. Uh, right. There's a huge opportunity cost to delayed reporting. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about a solid example. So um, let's say you're a manufacturing company. And you've got a solid ERP for production like Epicor. You've got a financial database, a labor database, and a sales database. So uh, previously, every month, you were gathering data from each individual database, putting it into Excel. Um, but you're not getting up-to-date metrics. So let's look at a scenario in which you've got automated reporting. So you, you take those four databases that I just mentioned. Um, you connect them. You put them into a Power BI report, and th these are the types of metrics that you get. So the first report superficially shows you units sold. 
But then when you do a drill down, in other words, you you click on it, then it gets granular to uh, item sold. Then you can click further, goes to region that it was shipped to, individual customer, factory that it was produced, things like um, backlog of items that are not shipped, right down to the sales sales office, the salesperson, and even labor hours devoted to production. So the, the bottom line here is when you take those separate data sources um, and you make them cross-functional, you get these metrics in a single report that you couldn't possibly have gotten from Excel or you can get them from Excel, but it takes a lot of labor to produce that. Yeah. So it seems like uh, one of the main values that you see for people is the ability to quickly and easily cross-filter, drill down, that type of thing. And usually in manual reporting, often in manual reporting, you just don't get that. I mean, you might get a fancy pivot table from a good analyst. And if you're good at running pivot tables, you could do some of that. But it's going to take some work as opposed to just sort of intuitive right clicks and drill throughs, that type of thing. Right, exactly. You you don't get that uh, deep or real-time oversight over all details of operations. Um, so, so what you get with manual reporting is you get uh, retrospective management instead of real-time management. Um, with real-time management, you can make adjustments on the fly. You don't have to wait until the end of the month to see what went wrong and then forecast in the next period how can we adjust that. You can see before it's coming what's about to go wrong. That is priceless. So a lot of times people are trying to decide, well, you know, what kind of investment should I make in this and how do I even um, gauge the costs? Well, as we started off, the first cost, the easiest cost to derive is uh, what's the CFO's time worth? What are those 20 hours of manual reporting worth? But then it gets so much deeper because if if previously you're using this manual reporting to forecast the resources that you needed to get the job done, that's highly intuitive. And it's very likely that um, you overdevoted in some areas and you underdevoted in other areas. What's the cost of that? And the, the answer is how big of a company are you? How, how much is one hour of production worth and how much are you saving? Right. So you've got that. You've got the labor cost, obviously. That could be a huge consideration. But I think something you said just a minute ago really resonated with me is that, you know, if you're getting a report a few weeks after something happened, um, it's too late to do anything about that. Exactly. It, and if you could have known a few weeks ago, you started to see a trend going the wrong way. You saw a KPI going yellow and then maybe going red. You could have taken action weeks before and actually changed the outcome of what you're seeing now. Whereas with the delayed reporting, it's already baked. Yes, you can now look at it and say, all right, how am I going to fix it going forward? But I've had the experience in business of already you know, having dug a hole and not even realized that I had dug a hole until I got a delayed report and then realized, uh-oh. And now I, it's not a small fix. I got to dig myself out of the hole. Right, right. <laughs> Hit the nail on the head. There's another huge benefit to real-time automated reporting. And it's not about uh, physical dollars that you can count or physical widgets. It's this dashboard effect. And that sounds like this pie in the sky thing, but it's not. What that means is um, dashboarding is a management tool, right? So when you deploy these dashboards and they're made available to either key personas or um, the entire company, it's up, it's up to you, whatever works. 
everybody can see what's going on right down to the minute. And when they can see, uh-oh, uh, production in this department is down. Or if you're a sales guy, for example, and you say, oh, man, this office is kicking my butt, that motivated, mo- motivates you to kick it up, to increase performance. And what did that do? It, it, it liberated management's time, right? They didn't have to come in and say, hey, guys, look, production is down here. The key people already knew it. And they already reacted. So it it liberates management's time as well. That's right. I mean, people, if you give people a scoreboard and they know how it's going uh, as a manager, you often don't have to do anything at all. The the people will provide their own accountability through that scoreboard, through that uh, dashboard. Um, I I mean, I start my day every morning, 5.36 a.m. I look at our reports that land in my inbox that are connected to Power BI reports that shows how it went yesterday, both for sales we made and for production from our delivery team. And so I sort of, well before I get to the office, say at 7 or 7.30, I know how it's going and I know where I need to dig in. And, you know, thankfully, most days there's nowhere to dig in. I can work on the various initiatives and projects that I want to. But if something's off, then I know I can talk, go talk to the head of exactly. our PMO or head of sales right. and, and see if there's anything I can do to help problem solve and, and help get things right. on the right track. And I think if I were to summarize what does real-time automated reporting mean to me, what's the biggest benefit? See, companies, they're always trying to dig into how can I sell more product or how can I spend money to enhance my infrastructure, et cetera. Reporting is low-hanging fruit, right? You don't necessarily have to do those things. You already have a resource at your disposal that's free. It's there. And if you just dig into it, you can put it to work for you. So if you take what you already have, if you take this awesome data infrastructure that you already have through your ERPs and your data sources, and you just interconnect those data sources, um, you cross-reference them, it is amazing what you can churn out that shows you insights that you didn't realize before. And you're like, aha, I can do this better without having to uproot my physical infrastructure. I can do this better without having to hire more people or whatever, whatever it is that you were thinking before. Um, implementing uh, business intelligence, automated reporting, it is the ultimate low-hanging fruit to transform your business. And I'll tell you, there's a lot of companies that – Before they implement uh, data reporting, they are middle of the pack. And I've seen it. The companies that that, uh, institute reporting – they change to market leaders. It's it's that powerful, in my opinion. Yeah, it really really can be uh, revolutionary. Um, I think it's an interesting point you make about the interconnectedness of the data sources. And when you're doing manual reporting, it's a lot harder to cross-reference those. I mean, if you have a good business analyst who's really good at, uh, you know, uh, uh, VLOOKUPs and so on in Excel, I, I shudder to even <laughs> to say the word VLOOKUP. <laughs> you should be using Power Pivot at this point. But um, you can do some cross-referencing between different data sources um, so that you might, as you in the example you gave, you might pull in something from your ERP, um, maybe around um, units sold and then something from your um, uh, HR system that tells you how much people are working so you can figure out something about what it's costing us per sale, something like that. That's sort of a simple example. Doing that manually takes some work. And then when you add a third uh, data 
uh, source of that, say a CRM to talk about, um, you know, uh, uh, prospects and pipeline and all that stuff, it starts to get really complicated. And you can, through an automated system, pull all of that data into a data warehouse, do that interconnection, have a data architect build those interconnections for you once, and now they're automatically connected right. and automatically updating every day. And so as you get to more sophisticated analysis, the cost to produce that manually right. goes, it skyrockets. Right. And if you have somebody do it for you, it's a, it's a light lift. Sounds complex. But if you give somebody access to your data sources, let them make those ETL connections, raise a data warehouse if that's the best method, and then output it to some really impactful reports, uh, there's not much that that you as the CFO or part of the management team of that company have to worry about. Yeah, so that's true. You can hire a partner to do that. You may have a development team in your own company that can do it. It's just a matter of – getting the vision and, and the strategic initiative to do it. And and I think you made a good point there. You know, you said uh, b- uh, build a data warehouse if that's what's needed. It's true. You don't always need that. Um, you may just need a simple reporting uh, uh uh, data model that you can even have residing inside of a, a single uh, Power BI file. That would be kind of uh, very uh, sort of uh, first level, basic level automated reporting. But sometimes that's all you need to get big ROI and sort of get on this path to getting where everybody knows the score and you're actually seeing the benefits of using that data. As you said, it's the data is almost a free resource. I mean, we know it's not free, right? You got to right. pay for your ERP system, and then to build some automated reporting is not free. But that data is just a side effect of running your business exactly. on these other systems. It's it, there already. It, it's just sitting there. It needs to be mined, basically. Yeah, yeah and the 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 beauty of that. So you touched on um, a simple report for quick gains. So. You know, not everybody is a $100 million a year mid-market company, and not everybody already has uh, three data sources. So if you've got one single uh, good data source, and theoretically the the data that you need is there, um, you can still connect right to that data source, choose what your highest impact, highest value area of reporting is, and churn out a Power BI report in a, a fairly quick time, and you're you're far ahead of where you would have been if you were still relying on Excel. That's right. And I just think it's a it's an important point to make that people don't feel like, okay, I, I need to go either manual or I need to do a huge data warehouse and, right. a, and a big right. big project to do a bunch of automated BI. Um, you start getting benefit even with a little bit of automated BI. Exactly. It doesn't have to be a huge project. And then you can build on that. And in fact, that's the way we recommend doing it. Uh, companies that... Uh, approach this as a waterfall project, like, okay, we're going to take our six data sources, we're going to build a a data warehouse over the next six to 12 months, always takes longer than you think, and then we're going to produce 18 reports, and then we'll have BI. We think that's the wrong way to do it. Start with a data source or two data sources, get to some reporting in a very short number of weeks, um, and and do it in a very high-impact area so you're realizing ROI almost immediately, exactly, and then build on that. It, it starts to become, it's amazing, it starts to become obvious as people use automated reporting, they will start to come up with genius ideas for how to use your data and improve your business. Right. All right. Any other things you wanted to cover on this topic? I think I got everything off my chest that I came here to <laughs> talk about. I appreciate it. I'm glad we could do that for you. <laughs> All right, Brian, it's been good sitting with you. You too, Brick. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Okay.